you're listening to Fear, the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. I don't know what happened there. My voice kind of broke a little bit. That's okay. It's just exhaustion. <laughs> yes. The you're... kids are out of town and I'm exhausted. <laughs> You've been busy. Man. Busy napping. Digging a hole. <laughs> and then filling it back nah, up again. Knocking the bottom out of it. There you go. As it were. <laughs> Actually, no. It's been more of a, hey... Uh, now would be a good time to take a nap. Exactly. And by nap, I mean an actual nap. Yeah. I've you come home, it. take your khakis off, and just lay down. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's I what leave, I would do. I leave my tops on. Okay. Oh, just yeah. take my pants off. Donald Duck it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, all day, every day. No problem. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> we got a lot to cover today, I feel. And, we uh, do, because the season finale is next week, and there's a lot of shit that has happened. Well, there's a lot of things we got to talk about. We got to talk about Hugo. We got to talk about Emily. We got to talk about Tulip. We got to talk yeah. about the Saint of Killers. We got to yeah. talk about Fior and DeBlanc and the theory that I saw yeah. uh, or, excuse me, heard about on another podcast. They talked about Reddit. And then maybe we should throw in a little bit of Jesse because he is the preacher. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, we, he didn't we, have a whole lot to do in this episode. Sure he did. He stole yeah. some things. He some stuff. buried some things. Some he, things. Yeah. Are we gonna talk? Hey, are we gonna talk about uh, the uh, trailer for season seven of The Walking Dead? Oh, we can. Because yeah. you've seen it, right? Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh god. I watched it. I've watched it a few times. So if you're new to the podcast, <laughs> to the if podcast. you just yeah. if you just stumbled in, welcome. We welcome you. And We're we, so glad you're here. We appreciate you uh, stopping by. Hey, if you can do a quick favor for me before you do anything else, go ahead and hit subscribe. Yes. On your app of choice. And then leave us a rating and a review. That would be awesome. Before you listen to any more. Five yeah. stars, Just best podcast ever. Take, That's it. Take our word for it. <laughs> you will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, and for you old timers, uh, make sure you go out to the website and get uh, subscribed to our email list slash newsletter we are we got some stuff coming up yeah and uh we don't even know what the hell it is yet but uh but we, it's gonna be awesome once we figure it out you'll know as a matter of fact we may tell you before we even know right that's yeah. how top secret this shit is yeah. we'll tell you before we tell steven or jason oh for sure for sure they for don't sure. need to know and a handful of you have jumped on the list, and you know who you are, and we appreciate you. And uh, you can well, you can say you're better than everybody else because right. you're in the know. We might send you an email now, just before everybody else, just to make sure that you know you're That's awesome. Because right. only you will get it. It's true, unless unless you people unless they subscribe get on between the list. now. And whenever we send and when, and no, between now and when this episode drops, there you go. So you have between. Shit, I don't even know how that'd work. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll give you thirty seconds. You can only be better than everybody else until this episode comes out. That's there, it is. How, there. That's how that works. And then you're the same. Let's fry this son of a bitch up. I'm ready. Yes, sir. This eighteen year old Scotch vanilla Scotch, which I think is this Scotch that you scraped some vanilla bean. No, no, it's got uh, hints of vanilla and other fruits. It's a it's a fruity Scotch. 
Is that fruity scotch for fruits? Is that no, no, what you're saying? No, my friend that Because it smells fruity. I know. My friend that doesn't really drink scotch was like, oh, this is a cool bottle. And he bought it for me. And I finally opened it because I've reached the end of my collection in my current abode. And I didn't want to buy anything new and have to pack it. How long have you had this scotch? Three years. So it's a 21-year-old yeah. scotch. It's been stored properly the whole time. I know okay. how to store scotch. So the scotch is drinking age. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. How about this opening? What a great opening. I loved it. Had the stars right and everything. Yeah. I love it. Oh, we're actually back to watching the episode again. There's too much shit going down in this episode that we really felt like we need to have it playing in the background to make sure we don't miss everything. There's a lot of nuances. Yeah. And um, and it's and it's all go. Yeah, I, th- I felt go. like they finally hit the pacing right on this episode. They've been playing around with it for eight episodes, and then episode nine, and like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And if they paced the finale this way, I would be thrilled. I was a little concerned at the beginning when the guy starts singing. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what's about to happen here? Yeah. Why? And Well, I mean, I was mildly concerned until the gentleman... Uh, the Asian gentleman opened his mouth, and I was like, oh, he's just like that guy that they got from the Philippines to replace Steve Perry in Journey. Yeah. He's got a melodic voice. Yeah. It the, was very nice. Or the dude that sings very nice. She Bangs on American Idol. Uh, what was that fucker's name? I, uh, if I'd have known, I'd have said it. Uh, but yes. Wow. <laughs> I should know that. We'll think about it later. Uh, someone I, I, will tweet us. We'll get a tweet tomorrow because that's what happens. I'm actually glad I don't know the answer to that. I am too. I am too. So it's a nice little scene, and everybody's very reflective of this song. Mm. Preacher sitting in the in the saloon, all the whores, as you might call them, make, also in the saloon. Make that make that whore my wife. <laughs> the little boy, come on in, Mister. Storm's coming. Stay warm by the fire. It, nothing about that looked cold. No. <laughs> At all. No. That's what I was trying to figure out. Why is this kid cold? Well, when they're in the middle of the desert in summer, apparently they all wear long sleeves all the time to protect themselves from the elements. Oh, yeah. But not because they're cold, I don't think. I could be wrong. Well, even in the desert, uh, well, it gets cold at night. Oh, it sure does. It can free. It'll be 120 degrees. I, I just, one, two. Okay. I just leveled it out. All right. That's all I did. Now I can hear myself. Okay. That's all I did. Because <laughs> the left was lower than the right. So I. All right. That's fine. Level that shit. Yeah. Left was low. <laughs> one of them's going to dangle a little lower. <laughs> Always. By default. <laughs> it's not enough room. So he's back to seek his vengeance. He's obviously, uh, he, okay, so they've really kind of drawn this out, and I'm glad they did because. We needed a slow burn for this. Oh, absolutely. We need to understand the severity of what he's gone through. And after his horse got killed. Yes. And he had to go all the way back home. On foot. On foot. Found out what was waiting for him there. And then he comes back on foot. Yeah. And he's just not happy at all. (laughs) (laughs) He's just not happy. I feel like that's an understatement. (laughs) 
Because they're, he's saying like, oh, you know, Jesus accepts everybody. What do, you, what do you feel about Jesus, mister? And he's like, well, he can meet us in hell. Right. Well, they flat out asked him, you know, what he loved. He says, I love my wife. I love my little girl. I love my horse. Right. And I ain't got no but, three, any of them. Yeah. But so. as far as Jesus is concerned, he can join us all in hell. He was perfectly, I, I, he was intent on going to hell, I think, this day as yeah. well. I didn't think he much cared after that. And uh, what a scene. Oh, I love the way it was a filmed. Scene. Yeah, people popping in. It was like one of those weird pop-up shooting games that you yeah. see at carnivals. Mm-hmm. And he just, bing, pew, bing, pew, 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 bing, bing, bing. <laughs> and then the, the piano player and singer, the last one, I want you to finish the song, which is where they got the name of the episode. And Well, you know, great theme. Yeah. Theme of the episode, finish the song. Uh, everyone is caught in some sort of limbo, some some version of hell yeah. uh, throughout this episode. And you need to finish it. And, and they need, yeah, they need to finish it. They need to move on. Um, I love the fact that they gave us an ode to the book. Yes. With the saber, use of the saber. Yeah. Cause you, you knew something was coming. You thought for a second that, Oh, he's, he's going to live ne- negative. Ne- Never mind. No. And I'm surprised they're able to show this. Yeah, it's not a zombie that's losing his head. This is an actual human being just head gone. Yeah. And it's in the foreground. It's not like it's in the background. I mean, it's like, there it is. And I mean, it wasn't super bloody, but you see the head come off and the blood squirt and then fall off screen. Yeah, but how many people did he kill there? Oh, a bunch. Dozens. Yes. Dozens. And you see them all. You see them get shot and shot and shot. And And then you're walking over them later. Mm. Yeah, it was a good scene. And then take a drink, and then this weird shaking and vibrating. Well, there was a storm. Yeah. You think it was a storm? No. Later on, once we figure out what's really going on, I actually thought, my initial thought was, well, this is the point where it's time for him to go to hell Uh and receive his new job. Yes. And so I thought the vibration was uh, due to that whole town facility building whatever mm-hmm. was about to get sucked underground sucked underground just like, oh so you thought this was the actual first time it happened is what yeah you're saying. yeah gotcha. absolutely gotcha, 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 absolutely gotcha. well we didn't have that other context yet no we didn't we no so idea. i mean that that's that's viable i yeah. can see that but a great opening for the show and you're like oh shit you know that you're in for something Things are about to go down on this episode, and you're like, okay, good. It's the last episode before the season finale. Things need to go down so that it's not all in one hour of, oh, my gosh, we got to just go, 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 go. Yeah, and it was highly stylized, which I really appreciated. Oh, side note, we do know that another 20 minutes has been added to the finale. Good. So... Good. That just I'm means, okay with that. that. That just means there'll be more of us. Another 20 minutes added to Fear the Inthcast is what you're trying to say. At least. Maybe an At hour. At a minimum. Maybe an hour. At a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so well, you appreciated the camera work in that scene? I did. Because I felt like the still camera that was just kind of zooming in, and it's almost like you're seeing it from the cowboy's perspective, but not really. It, it's kind of like a... I don't know. I really liked the way it was filming people coming in and out of frame. It reminded me of that scene in Daredevil where mm, it just focuses, focuses yeah. on, on the hallway and then they're fighting and then you can hear them in a room and then they pop back out into the hallway and then go in another room. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. 
No, I think that's an effective way of telling the story because you're driving home the point of let's see the terror in the eyes and the face of the man that's been asked to finish the song. Yes. And that was more gut-wrenching, I think, than seeing anyone else get laid to waste because this guy, he's got to sing this shit while people are getting massacred around him. And you can just see, now, does, his, does his voice falter? Nope. Nope. Should it? Probably. Yeah. Did he want to? Pretty sure, but it didn't. He, You could see the distress in his face. And I thought that was an effective way of telling uh, the story of that scene mm-hmm. without resorting to just blatant, in-your-face gore, which you still got once the guy was beheaded. But, you know, your imagination is way more effective at realizing a scenario than anything anyone could ever put on the screen for you with few exceptions. Of course, there are going to be some visionary directors that are going to put things out there that you wouldn't have come up on your own. Sure. But when it comes to violence, when it comes to horror, anything that you imagine outside of what you're being shown is going to be personalized for you. And therefore is going to be more terrifying. Yeah. Cause you imagine what it would be like to be in that situation and what would scare you and what would get you just totally out of your comfort zone and being and be able to internalize that fear of, Oh, I'm about to die. I'm fighting for my life, but I'm going to lose anyway. That's one of the scariest things. And, but at one point at what at what point do you tell yourself, I'm not going to run because this son of a bitch does, he's either reloading so fast or he has 18 shooters. Right. <laughs> Instead of six shooters. Uh, let me just uh, tuck my head between my legs, kiss my ass goodbye. Right. Uh, because he was just blasting and I'm like, mm, and him yeah, didn't miss. No, he didn't miss. So no wasted bullets, but it's like, eh. I counted more shots fired than what you should have. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a yeah. silly TV show. Silly TV that show. That I enjoy immensely. Yeah. This, the sheriff in this episode mm-hmm. made me really regret that he didn't have a more prominent role in the series earlier because I felt like he, I feel like he's really coming into his own the last mm-hmm. with Eugene being gone and not not giving a shit about anything. All he, I felt like he's really reached the depth of the character that we were kind of hoping for. Mm-hmm. And this scene with him and Jesse, he he does the best monologues. Oh yeah, it's just this West Texas old country boy and no bullshit. I'm I'm gonna tell you like it is. I'm gonna tell you a story, but you need to understand that I'm telling you something important. Well, he's threatening him and letting him know what's going to happen in a non-threatening way, right? Uh, and what I mean yeah. by that is he's the things that he's saying is absolutely threatening. Yeah. But his he, he's just relaying a story. He's not he's not making it well, he is making it personal. You understand what I'm trying to say? I do. He's he's basically he's conveying he's just conveying facts. Because Jesse told him, he's like, where is Eugene? I sent him to hell. And if the sheriff has taken that to mean that Jesse has killed him. Mm-hmm. And if Jesse has killed his boy, um, he's being pretty calm about it. Um, because you think the, the way we've seen him go unhinged earlier, like he would turn around and just murder Jesse right there. So I guess he believes in a little bit of law and order. 
That's mm-hmm. what he stands for is the badge. But it was so good. He's like, I know the warden down in Huntsville, and, you know, they don't really treat uh, child killers all that well. Um, and they shouldn't, and he, that's absolutely true. Right. Huntsville's just right up the road from us. Yeah. And uh, it's always creepy driving through there when you got, <laughs> you're like, yeah. holy shit. Right. When you drive by and you look to the right and you're like, it's, oh, there, there'd be death row right there. It's just right off the highway. And that right red, off I-45. That red building over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's death row. But the story where he's like, yeah, you dive off. He kept diving off and diving off till finally he snapped his neck. You see what that warden did? Got rid of all the top bunks. And you're like, oh, shit. That'll fix them. Yeah, you you ain't you ain't exiting early. You're not gonna check out on your own. We're gonna handle it, and then when we say it's time for you to go, you're gonna go. But great scene. I loved the sheriff oh, this episode. Yeah, uh, and he has even maybe more poignant scene later on in the episode. He sure does. Now, Fior and Blanc. I think they were the best part of this episode. Yes, they got they got some extra play. They sure did. Finally. And they were and they got offered a little extra play too. Oh, they did. Because apparently if you don't have enough cash to get to hell, <laughs> you can just uh Yeah, just give someone a mustache ride. Hop on in the back and uh <laughs> uh take take uh take one to old Tuna Town with uh what what's her name? I don't know why she covered up the bird uh cage. I think she didn't want any the bird to repeat it. Was it could be. Was it one of them birds that repeats things? You mean like a perk? Sure. Cockatoo, uh, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, cockadoo, cockadoos. Cockadoo. <laughs> Cockadoodle do. No, not quite. It's not a rooster. Uh, cockatoos do that as well. Yeah. But I don't think a blanket was going to shield it from hearing everything. No. I'm imagining her name is Flo, just for some reason. It's got to be Flo, right? She looks like a Flo. Or Winona. I guess Fiora, when he's done, would have been a flow rider. <laughs> yeah, he would have. There you go. There it is. And he was ready to go. I, and I love that they're doing that because the in the comics, Fiora and DeBlanc really start to get a taste for everything earthly. Which, mm. once, especially once they fall, they are like, okay, well, now that we're here, might as well embrace and do everything that we can while we're here and then just enjoy it. You know, it's interesting because uh, I think I'd mentioned earlier that there's uh, there's this theory going around. Yes. Let's talk uh, about this theory. It's an interesting theory. This dude on Reddit, and kudos to this guy. And I'm going to put the the link to the Reddit thread in the show notes because it it's going to be fun to follow. And if this plant pans out, this guy's a – he's a friggin' genius. Yeah. Um, well, we've seen little hints – uh, here and there that there's a, a deeper connection between the two and yes. that maybe DeBlanc is not what he says he is. Mm. And the actor, Anatole Youssef, in a, an extra on the AMC website flat out said that he is from hell. Now, he didn't say that he was a demon, but... He's making it clear that he's not from heaven. So it doesn't mean that he's not an angel. He could be a fallen angel. I, we'll get to that. Okay. I, I, that's what I think. The theory is, is that they are the parents of Genesis and that Fiore's, Fior, excuse me, is the father and DeBlanc is the mother. mother. Yeah. Um, now you'll notice that, uh, when asked where they're from, the answer would be heaven, both of us, 
Uh, DeBlanc did not notice the seraphim. He, he had to. Be, yeah. He did, and he had to tell him. In this episode, in particular, later on, we we hear uh, that he, you know, when they're deciding whether they're going to go to heaven or they're going to go to hell. Yeah, and he's like, "You don't want to go to hell. You don't know what it's like." Yeah, all these little hints and suggestions. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying I would go so far as to believe that that. It, it, that that's Genesis parents because that'd be vastly different from the comic book. And I don't think be? it would work. I don't either. Are they potentially a couple or an item? Yeah. Because sure. he did when they went to hell, finally referred to him as my DeBlanc referred my to yours as my dear or my darling. Yeah. Uh, so there's something there for sure. Yeah. Because well, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but it, it's an interesting yeah. theory. I don't necessarily subscribe to it. But uh, the Reddit thread has a lot more detail as to why, and I can't really argue with any of the points. There's certainly more to their relationship than meets the eye, because they even talk about it later, like they would split us up forever. We wouldn't be able to be together ever again. Yeah, and that for people that you know, normally that's not a big deal for for most casual working relationships. Like if people told me, "Hey, you can never see the people that you work with right now ever again," I'd be like. Fuck if I care. Uh, uh, okay. So where do I sign up? Right. right. Uh, f- what do I get a dollar? <laughs> okay. I can handle that. That's fine. So, I mean, that sounds terrible, but there, there's definitely something more to their relationship. And it could be guys in the trenches. Uh, could be like cops. You, you got your partner. That's different. You know, that's different. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. This It could be something like that where they have that deep connection because the work that you do is so much more than just pushing paper around. Yeah. Your connection with each other is so much deeper. Yeah, if you're putting but, your life in someone's hands and they're putting their life in your hands, yeah, you, and, you're going to form a more intimate, lasting relationship. Then. Somebody's putting some something in somebody's hands. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's going to go mouth, in your mouth. And then your ass. And then what are you going to do? Let's not forget, this is Seth Rogen. Yeah. Could they be gay and sure. the parents of Genesis as the offspring of a... Angel demon copulation. Male on male angel demon copulation. Yes, absolutely. Why? Sure. Because Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's fine. The end. And that's yeah. fine. Who cares? I don't care. As the creator, as uh, someone who put the show on television, <laughs> I would allow him to do that. Yeah. And I wouldn't even care. And I'm sure Garthinus would be fine with that. Um, yeah, because he's all about making he, political and he's religious all, statements. I think Garthinus is all about butt babies. I really do. Sure. Um, oh, one, one final point. Uh, and I want to move on, and I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll talk about it some more because it's sure. it's too interesting. It really is. Oh, I agree. Um, the other point was that the phone, which is an entirely a TV creation, yes, uh, that is a direct line to the throne of God. Yes, you can't use it unless you have angel hands. Mm-hmm. Who have we not seen pick up the phone and use the it? Blanc has exactly. Yeah. And so, put a pin in that. At the end of the episode, when they dig up the the bodies and they get a hand, you know whose hand that is isn't going to be, and how that's not going to work. But I mean, they don't know, right? Right. But it, that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah mean, that that's a pretty pretty clear telegraph. Yeah. I thought unless there's complete curveball, and they use the telephone as a method for Jesse to make a phone call and figure out, oh. Somebody's not sitting on his throne. Yeah, yeah. I see. Well, <laughs> oh. I'm done with this. Right. So I got to renounce him. 
So, and then Tulip and Emily was yeah. after Fjord and Bond. And Emily, I got to give her a little credit mm-hmm. in this scene. She's much more accepting than I thought she would be because Tulip flat out says, You going to freak out? Because you look like you freak out a yeah, lot. You look like something. <laughs> she's like, uh, Cassidy's a vampire. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but he's not healing. So you need to feed him an animal every few minutes because if you don't, um, he gets hungry and it gets a little dangerous. So just you, make sure you don't go in there. Have you seen all the people that are upset? By the dog scene from last week, of course, of I, course they I are. I don't understand. I don't understand. And they're going to be upset by this too. Oh, why do all the animals have to die? Why have you ever you... eaten dog? It's no. delicious. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm what kidding. Was, what was she supposed to do? So was she supposed to go steal uh, blood from a blood bank? She said she, she did mean... that. Yeah, but she at said... some point you're going to get caught. Not only that, at some point you're taking blood away from people that actually like need it. Other people that are like not vampires, right? So I don't understand why people elevate animals over people. Well, I her I don't understand her. Uh, well, they, a vampire is not a person, right? I get that. What they're saying vampires is vampires are people too. You should have just let Cassidy <laughs> die instead of killing these poor harmless animals. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But that em- would spoil the plot, right? And but Tulip, I love the scene where she's like, you know what? You can Jesse can be your boyfriend now. You can let him touch your tits. You know, I don't even care. And she's like, I have a boyfriend. Um, it's the mayor and, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of, he's my boyfriend now, you know, short khakis, ginger goatee, ginger goatee. And when did that happen? When did they become officially boyfriend and girlfriend? They weren't. She okay. was just saying that. She was just saying that oh, yeah. to, to be impressive. Yeah. Like, hey, um, no, it's cool. I'm seeing someone. We sleep together every now and then. It's cool. It's cool. He's chased me for like ever, for like ever. Totes. Totes. Yeah. <laughs> It was interesting because Tulip leaves. Going to kill a man in Albuquerque. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with Albuquerque. Because, again, that's an entirely new creation. Now, the series is all filmed in Albuquerque, which yes. is in- interesting. You're going to keep doing that? Yes. Really? I might. Uh, is it bothering you? Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. <laughs> if it wasn't bothering me, would I fucking stop what I'm saying to ask you if you're going to keep doing that? I'm not sure, honestly. Really? Yeah. Why don't <laughs> Why don't you think that through just a little bit? Because everyone listening knows the answer, so you should too. Well, maybe I'm playing dumb to, for our audience. Is are you are you able to do that to play dumb? Yeah, it's hard for me. Is it? Yeah, you're just that smart. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's hard for me to play dumb. Either I am dumb or I'm oblivious. So you couldn't pull off what Keanu Reeves did in like Bill and Ted. Oh God, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. You do know it. how intelligent you really, really, really have to be to play that dumb? Yeah, absolutely. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just well, off the chart. Okay, did so I we're just ta- give uh, Keanu a shout Reeves out props, yeah. to the change the world. <laughs> be excellent to each other. <laughs> Is what I think. Uh, that's, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. What just happened? Yeah. I don't even know. So Tulip. Albuquerque. Yeah. Tulip going to Albuquerque is a good thing. And it's I'm glad that she's given up on Jesse. Yes. Uh, because I feel like that was really holding her character back. Yeah. What? Why? Why does Jesse have to be involved? He doesn't want you. He's in this other life. He's made it clear to you multiple times that he doesn't want anything to do with you. You need to drop it and move on and not wait on him. And a lot of people, 
have that issue. Like, you know, just move on. Nobody's worth waiting and putting your life on hold for. It just doesn't, there's nobody in the world that's that awesome that exists. It just doesn't happen. Well, she had to finish her song, which is Get Your Ass to Albuquerque. Yes. And I think she was the only, well, I mean, again, the common theme with the, of this episode was people in a um, holding pattern. Yeah, and I, and, and I loved that. Break the cycle. I loved that. Break the cycle. You felt you you could see it for the last eight episodes. People are just waiting, holding, trying to figure out what to do next. I'm just going to go with the status quo until I get a sign that I need to move on to the next thing. So, which is why I finished the song was totally inappropriate title. Appropriate? You, it sounded like you said inappropriate. Appropriate. It was appropriate. Appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I had to catch my breath there. Eh. It happens. It does. And then Fjord and DeBlanc, they've, they're flipping the coin. What do we do? Do you want to go to heaven or go to hell? Flip a coin. Heads or tails. Heads or tails. Well, it was hell, right? But yeah. then double or nothing. It's like, wait, yeah. wait, well, well, wait a minute. How does that work? Right. Why didn't you just, why are you leaving this up to fate? Why don't you just, <laughs> why did you just do what you want to do? Exactly. Oh, oh, the second time I got the, but isn't that what we do? Isn't that like a nice little, look into what we do from the, within our nature is to, Oh, I didn't get the result I wanted. Right. So let me flip the coin again. And it's like, you flip it the second time you get the result you want. And it's as though that was the first time you flipped the coin. Right. And right. so you totally some, forget about anything. That's some, happened. something outside of myself decided what I need to do next. And you're just overjoyed. Well, I don't, I don't understand that. Why, why is that the case? Why can't we just make a decision and go execute? People want validation. Really? Absolutely. No, I agree. But I think that people just want some arbitrary sign or somebody to give them a little affirmation and confirmation that what they're doing is the right decision. Because when you're faced with a tough choice, you don't want to be responsible for it on your own. You because want you want anything else yeah. to to tell you hey, I made the right decision, and that way, if it fucks up, you can't be like, you can be "Oh, like, but I didn't make the de- right." Something I, else I, decided I, this for me, I, so I didn't consciously uh, undertake this, so I can't be held accountable. Exactly. So maybe Emily doesn't feel like she can be held accountable for feeding her newly dubbed boyfriend to a monster because she got the idea from a movie. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. I can't wait for this question. If you're sitting there babysitting a alien vampire that's desperately trying to regenerate himself. And every so often you need to feed him some small woodland creature or some small, uh, furry animal as it were. Uh, and you, you, over time you may get a little bored. And so it's like, well, you know, I may want to entertain myself. Uh, would you select psycho? No. Why? No. Totally appropriate for the scene. Sure. Tied into the theme of the episode. What the fuck? I honestly (laughs) think what it is, is Tulip had the shit on and Emily sitting there just kind of in a daze Mm -hmm. and psycho comes on and she's like, Psycho is speaking to me. This is a sign. <laughs> what do you feel like she's turning into a psycho? I think she's been a psycho. Mm, I agree. I think she's been. I, I mean, agree. And poor Miles, he must be terrible in bed for her to just. 
you know, uh, every six weeks or so, I'll let you, you know, kind of take a pass at it and see how you do, but you don't do good. So you got to go because. Yeah. If, if that, <laughs> if it was spectacular, she wouldn't feed him to the vampire. I mean, if it was spectacular, she would have put a ring on that shit long ago. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She would have. So. But she saw an opportunity and she took it, and I can't be mad for her. And we need to talk about this a little bit because I think a lot of people can misconstrue this idea of she, yes, is she a murderer? Is she a cold-blooded killer? Absolutely. Yes. Can I understand why she did what she did? Absolutely. That doesn't justify her actions. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm not trying to justify at all. But given the situation that she was in, I understand it completely because – this guy was verbally abusing her on the on the phone. Yeah, as she was going to discover Cassidy for the first time, mm-hmm. and we we've seen hints at that. We've seen him um, think about the whole shoe thing, where we could like uh, you kind of think, well, maybe that's kind of a nice thing. He washed her shoes, put them out to dry. And the more you think about it, now that we know this information, that was him being uh, intrusive. Yes. Him just kind of showing up and doing things and basically asserting some control. While he seen Mamby Pamby, he wouldn't physically, I don't think he'd ever physically abuse her, but he sure is emotionally abusing her and probably had been for a while. And that's why she felt trapped, just like yeah. the clip from Psycho was talking about. But that trap <laughs> is one of our own making right and so she at some point had the opportunity to walk away from that and she did not so she allowed herself to get further in and so she got to the point where well what do you do he's the mayor of the town exactly i'm gonna tell him no i'm gonna tell him no what and also i think she has in the back i've set precedent in anvil how many fucking options does she have that's yeah maybe three maybe in the best, one of the best ones would be someone in some semblance of power, which would be right. the mayor. Right. And he, <laughs> he, I agree with you. He tries to play the, the victim and the really nice guy. I'm just trying to help you out and take care of you and take care of your kids. Even though she said many, many times, I don't want you here. No. We are never going to be together. No. no. You are, and so you're getting me drunk. So I'm going to let you sleep with me because I'm drunk. But, I'm trying to make it clear to you. I want nothing to do with you. And that was her mistake. She let him have those privileges. Now he feels like he can assert himself because he's been granted access to the throne room. And now tonight I'm going to stay over so the kids can see me in the morning. See us together. That's right. Yeah. And I'm going to bring this nasty wine and you're going to like it. Yeah. Three, two, two buck Chuck. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't cry over this guy. I didn't know what I wanted to cry about if i was gonna cry it'd have been this scene right here because this was fucking hard to watch poignant yes it's one of the best acted scenes because he finds her in the bathtub with the ice the seraphim yes and limbs Hugo. i mean totally dismembered oh yeah totally oh, dismembered what, blood hey, everywhere she needed to be neutralized because if you killed her she's just gonna come back right and so hugo is like calling an ambulance and he's talking to her and, you know, stroking her hair like, it's okay, it's okay. And she just looks at him and all she says is, kill me, kill me, kill me. Because honestly, if this was a person, he doesn't know that it's the seraphim. Nope. But if it's a person, 
that's just been tortured, and you can see the gangrene setting in on all of her limbs. Well, I think that's from burn marks. They had oh, to God. cauterize everything. It's just, it's awful. It, either way, it's a miserable existence. And so he he says, no, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. And then I don't I don't even know if I could do this. What do you think? Like, because Hugo being who he is, it's it's got to be a hard decision, right? Well, you would like to think that it had to be a hard decision, but he did put some thought into it because the easiest thing would be to just put a bullet in her brain. But you know what? That would implicate him. It sure would. The only thing he could do Strength. is what he did. Strangle the life out of someone with your bare hands. And I don't think his face, the faces he was making was because he enjoyed it. No. At all. He, I mean, it started off and he looked angry. And I think he had to get to an angry place to be able to do that. And then when he, you feel the life, I've never done it. So I'm just speculating just to clarify for everybody. But you, I mean, I'm assuming you could feel the life go out of him. You could feel the breath give way. You could feel the heart stop beating mm-hmm. with your hands around her throat. And then you just see his face break. Yeah. I mean, and it's immediate. Yeah, not not in a murderous uh, scenario, but watching and actually feeling the last breath in life go from someone is something that I don't really wish for anyone to no. have to experience. Although I will say I'm not upset yeah, it's a wild thing, but I could identify with that because yeah. you're absolutely right. It's in his mind that was a person, yeah, and he was about to make that an ex person, yeah. But in his heart of hearts, he had to feel this is like the most humane thing I can do in this moment because really calling an ambulance. I mean, what kind of miserable life are you going to live? From here on out. And there's no guarantee that that person is going to make it. Because, Well, there's not only that, but it's. I think we have to consider that it's. you have to look at it from, it's not as though someone was born without limbs. Right. That, uh, as traumatic as that may be, that's all they know. She clearly had been through a traumatic experience that you would have to, again, relive over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And my goodness. So it brings me to a point. It's like, well, what would I do Yeah. in that? And my answer to that is uh, hopefully I would never be put in that situation sure. to make that choice because I'm not going to be so arrogant to say that, well, oh, well, this is what I would do because honestly, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. And that's not something I like to think about. I'd hope that I would do the right thing given the situation. But how do you know the right thing? Well, did he make the right choice or did he make the wrong choice? We don't know. Exactly. We don't know. And you can only go with what information you have in the moment. He made the right choice unknowingly because her being a seraphim, she came back. Oh, oh, and you, I guarantee you, he's going to see her again. Uh, yes, and it's going to haunt him. Oh, yeah. It's going to be haunting to be like, well, well, how are you here? And hopefully she'll reveal to him the truth because he doesn't need he doesn't need to live with that guilt, thinking that you killed someone. Do you think with- angels give a shit about how our feelings? Yes. I uh, would hope so. Uh, I would hope. I mean. I don't know. I'm pretty not, sure some angels are dicks. Not in this show. <laughs> not in this show. I'm but, pretty sure there's some angels that are some colossal But Hugo, dicks. I think, deserves better than... <laughs> than that because it, 
especially for someone trying to do the right thing. And he released her from that awful suffering. Now, do you think maybe part of him was like thinking, Hey, this is what I'd like to be able to do for my son. Put him out of his misery. Sure. Yeah. And maybe because I kind of, ca- I kind of, his ca- wife is just a zombie. I kind of felt like that represented it, uh, the people in his life that he loved. And he felt like there was like a right. cathartic, moment for him to be able to kind of release some of the emotions around that. Well, and also he's like, I can't help them. Yeah. I can help. I can help you. Yeah. And by, by doing that, it helps me. Yes. So maybe take some of that edge off. Yeah. And then right after that, Fjord and DeBlanc getting picked up. What a great homage to other AMC series. Filmed in Albuquerque. Yes. Set in Albuquerque. Yes. Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's and good. For those of you who have never watched Breaking Bad, you should. So Albuquerque is the road to hell. Yes. Basically. I've been to Albuquerque. It's a lovely town. Yeah, uh, no, I liked it. Now, downtown rolls up at three. Yeah. I mean, it, everything closes. Yeah. And you can. it's a direct flight from Houston to Albuquerque. It's like $59. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So Emily trying to release these uh, guinea pigs. What, what, you is want, she that dumb? No. That's this scene is important. Oh, the scene is very key. Yeah. She is dumb in that regard, but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because it represents her and her newfound freedom. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do with it? Right. Are you going to go? You can go. Are you going to stay stay in the box? Yeah. You can stay in the box like the guinea pigs, Mm -hmm. or you can go do something. Mm -hmm. You're free now. You're free to go do what you need to do. Maybe you go take care of your damn kids. Right. I got to go pick up my kids. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you start giving more of a shit about your kids instead of leaving with the uh, tulip. Well, I mean, <laughs> I got to give her, it is exhausting. Man. And why did we not feed Uncle Walter uh, to Cassidy? Because he didn't do shit. I know. He's a drunk. And at what point is he going to wake up so that he can get drunk and pass out again? Right. This he- mofo can't be out. All the time. He's At some gonna, point, he's got to get drunk again. Well, he's going to wake up and be like, why is there a damn zoo in my house? And where is my bourbon? I think, actually, that would be the least of his concerns. Sure. These goddamn animals better not drink my drink. Right. <laughs> Who gave my good whiskey? Who gave the wild turkey to this goat? Mm. Yeah. Know what I was going to say about Emily? Like, Go to eat that cork right off that bottle. <laughs> you dump it over. Shit's on the ground. Yeah. Being a single parent mm. is exhausting. It is exhausting. And she clearly doesn't have no help, which is why I think she leached onto Miles because he was willing to help. And then she got more than she bargained for in that situation. Yeah, but looking back now, it yeah. what kind of help was it? No, I agree. He he was not true of heart. No. He, I don't really think he ever really cared for her. But when people offer to help you, mm. help you, like if someone to watch your kids for like two hours, that is life changing. Oh, no, I agree. Because you're like, oh my God, I can I can go to the bathroom without I, someone bothering me. I don't have to, I can go to the bathroom without a little hand or an eye, one eyeball. Right. Underneath, what or, are you doing? I'm taking a shit. What, what do you think I'm doing? What my boys do now <laughs> is they will they'll, they'll be playing something on their tablet. They're like, "Dad, look at this!" And they'll slide it under the door. And yeah. I'm like, "What? Are you kidding you, me? You can't wait five seconds I'm for like, me to get three minutes. All I'm asking for is three minutes." God. So I get I that, didn't even but pinch this off yet? Yeah, exactly. My goodness, my hands are filthy right now. <laughs> so no, I get I get that, but I mean, I agree with you. She needs it. 
not be relying on other people and take care of her business. But this episode added some necessary depth to Emily's character, which I don't dislike the fact that she may be part of the series going forward. Sure. I don't because, think she will be. because No. But the dimension was good. Yes. Uh, she was very one note as well. She was. And I, I felt like they did a lot of disservice to the, not disservice, but you were worried about the characters until this episode. And the, a lot of character development, a lot of depth to a lot of people in this episode, which was necessary because it was getting very one note, very, oh my God, I feel like we're seeing the same thing over and over and over. Which it, here in a minute, we're going to see the same thing over yeah, and over and over again. And honestly, I've seen a lot of complaints. And I don't understand it. I have too. And I don't, I don't understand it, but we'll get to that. Let's talk about Cassidy and Jesse because this is very, this is very poignant, very key as well. This is a rekindling of their friendship, yes. which is going to set up for the rest of the series, not just the next episode, but the rest of the series. Because you're worried about it because yeah. you know that Cassidy got burned and you wonder if Preacher even put him out or if Cassidy crawled into the shadow or whatever before this episode and him not healing. You're like, oh shit! He, he must have, have got. He must have been almost dust. Yeah, he must have got torn <laughs> up. He got torched. So I mean, it felt a little. I don't know, a, a little forced the interaction when Cassidy and him are like, "Well, you've seen me at my worst. You've seen me send someone to hell." And like, what what has he seen Cassidy do, honestly, other than be a vampire? That's not really Cassidy at his worst. He's. I mean, I get that he killed the mayor. Cassidy's done way worse shit than that. Way worse shit than that. So I don't know. But I get I get the point of the scene. Like, hey, we've both done shitty things and we're gonna look past it because we care about each other and we're gonna help each other out because that's what bros do. Bro fist. Yeah. No, and I liked it. And it felt it felt genuine. Fancy a shag or <laughs> so fancy a shag or do we hold hands? Yeah. Eh. That was too funny. That's awesome. And he's looking rough. Man. He really, I mean, apparently he's doing better than he was. But yeah, shit. It's taken a while for him to get over that. He's That's still got something. them boils on his head. and Whew. His and, hair is real nappy. Right. Nappy, nappy. And I love how they made fun of the Big Lebowski earlier in the series. And they totally did a thing about the Big Lebowski. He's like, I need angel hands. He's like, oh, you need angel hands? I can get you angel hands. I can get you angel hand by three. Exactly. <laughs> I can get you a toe with nail polish. I can get you a toe by three o'clock this afternoon. That's totally what they were referencing. Oh, absolutely. I have, I mean, they can deny it all they want, but that's no. the shit that they were talking absolutely about. Absolutely they were. And they made, they've made a lot of comic book references in this episode as well. Yeah. Again, we go to the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, we... Come to Texas. We see that Je- Jesse's softening up to Tulip again. And so it's interesting that she, finishing her song, going to Albuquerque, letting go, being done with Jesse, he's leaving her a voicemail where he's saying, it's borderline lovey-dovey type stuff. I mean, it was lovey-dovey. He said, I just want you to know that for me, it's only you. It's always only been you. Yeah. I, that's basically, I mean, without saying the words, I love you. That's basically what he's saying. He's like, you complete me. Like, you are my other half. The only thing that matters to me is you. That's yeah. basically what he's saying. Bottom line, yeah. And that's how he feels about her. And that's And fine. he's been no trying to that. deny it 
because she doesn't fit into this life he was trying to lead. What I like about that is now we take and we start to converge more into the comic book storyline. Yes. That we've done all this setup to basically she, while we in the comic book didn't see her pursuing him, we've set it up nicely to where he has basically said, no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And then she got to a breaking point. And now, as in the book, he's going to start pursuing her. It's and, amazing. Yeah, and I like it. I like it because we, we're, we're getting back to those basics. And uh, that is one of the things that made the book click. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate them bringing that back. Yeah. I feel like... This is just more confirmation of what you've been saying the whole time is how season one is just a setup to the comic book. And I feel like they're trying to see what they can get away with. And they needed more time to really plan out how we're going to show some of this shit in the comics on television. So it's kind of a stalling thing, but a setup thing as well. And I think they're doing a really, really good job. And I was a little worried at first, but I feel like now that... I'm okay. I'm like, I bought in. I get it. They've done it right. I'm ready for season two for sure. I just don't know if I want to wait that long. Uh, that I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I wish that they could run this. Like, I feel like this would be a perfect after Walking Dead show. You know, I think what will probably happen is we'll get this on Netflix uh, or some sort of streaming. And I think once season two hits, there'll be enough time where people have been able to go back and watch it because they've been distracted with Game of Thrones, Fear the Walking Dead, sure. Walking Dead, all these kind of things. And I think season two has the potential to hit big right out of the gate because more so. people will be familiar with it and be up to speed. And I, I, I think there's that's a distinct possibility. Well, and you see AMC, I've seen a lot of articles about how the ratings for the show have not been good and how... Not where they should be. Well, and how AMC... Not bad, but not good either. AMC put a lot of money into the show and mm-hmm. it hasn't gotten the response that they wanted. They've already renewed it for season two, mm-hmm. but critically, it's doing awesome. Critics actually like the show and think this is really great for television, but it's not getting the viewer base for some reason. And I don't understand because, like you said, Game of Thrones is over. The Walking Dead isn't playing. What else are you watching on Sunday nights? I mean, yeah, there's not better options out there, in my opinion. And I think part of it is you've got the purists. Okay. Uh, Moose. Moose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he loves the books, and we love him too. But he's not loving the show. Well, Moose didn't even read the books until. Yeah, no, that's true. That's I'm no, no offense, Moose. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. Um. You know, there are some things I wish they would do differently, yeah. and part of that is we're going to get to in here in a second with the Santa Killers, and I hope there's some things that they don't take away from him. Yeah. Uh, but. Hey, some people, they like what they like, and yeah. it just doesn't click, and that's fine. But it, it's going to be interesting. I, th- I feel like this is a show that's going to need those two, three seasons yeah. to hit its stride. Let's not forget, 
Walking Dead wasn't a runaway no. season smash. two oh, God. of The Walking Dead was <laughs> hot garbage. And I think I, I see Moose's point of view because yeah, I had just read the books and mm-hmm. I hadn't read them years ago and mm-hmm. been waiting for a series, mm-hmm. I would be in the same boat. Yeah. I'd be like, what are they doing? This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But since I've read them so long ago and I've been waiting and waiting and hoping they would make this into a show, I'm more like, oh, God, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. And I think we've said this lots of times. This first season is, I feel, is more tailored for those people that have no idea that this yes. was ever a comic book to begin with. Yeah. People okay. people be watching so, this show and like, who on earth thought of this as a comic book? That's crazy. Right. So season two, I think they're going to probably do even more to pair not necessarily directly parallel the comic book, but you're going to get more meat from the actual books. Yeah. I'm hoping I think we're getting so far. We're getting tastes and we're getting hints and we're getting homages. Yeah. But there is one thing that I would caution. Now I think we should temper our expectations yeah. with is in the scene where they're waiting for the, uh, the bus or the shuttle to show up. Oh, to yeah. get on, mm-hmm. and they can't do the carry on. They can't do the the big fucking trunk. Yeah, who thought you were going to be able to take the big trunk? Yeah, they did. Yeah, you're going to have to leave it behind because there's no carry on. And Fior's first concern is what comics? What about my comics? Yep. That wasn't just an opportunity for DeBlanc to say it's going to be okay, my dear, and add some extra. Um, character development and their relationship. But mm-hmm. I feel that is the producers, showrunners, Seth Rogen, Sam Catlin, and uh, Evan Goldberg saying to us as the audience, hey, guys. We haven't forgotten about We you. haven't forgot about you, but le- you may want to leave them on the shelf. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. We got you. It's going to be okay. You may not always get everything that you want, and, but it's going to be okay. Let us tell our story. And you know them as the producers are huge fans of the book. Huge fans. And so huge fans. I can't imagine oh God, being I'd in fuck that it situation. Up. If it was me, I'd fuck it up. Well, yeah, and <laughs> trying to think. We don't even want to do it. What, what you can and can't do. What do you leave out? What do you add in? Because I mean, I think that would be that way with anything adapted from literature. Like you cannot put all of this in the show. So what do you pick? What do you what do you leave out and still be able to keep the integrity of the story intact? Look at us being preacher apologists. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I think the show has been great. I, I've loved every second of it. I'm really hoping that the last scene of this season is them sitting in the diner talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be- as it yes, or them. Well, yeah, so, so, like ending on that note, them converging. Some they've. The three of them together. Yes. Just not even having the conversation yet, just sitting down. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I would, I would, I, I, I would geek out over that. Oh my, I would, uh, yeah, I would come in everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It would be gross. Don't watch the final finale with me. Wow. You know, you know you're not going to get a deposit back on the murder palace when. <laughs> well, <laughs> little do they know. <laughs> so I honestly thought. That when this scene with the cowboy started playing again, 
uh, I play, I, I, I use PlayStation view as my cable provider. I, uh, actually had bumped the controller right around that same time. And I thought somehow, some way I went back to watching a the, totally different, episode. the totally different episode, which I guess it would have been what the third episode yeah, or third or second fourth. or third. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how in the hell did that happen? What did I do? And I went and I looked. It's like, well, no, I'm still on finish, your, finish the song. Oh, okay. Well, let me let this play out. And it took me a couple of minutes to figure out what they were doing. And then yeah. once it's kind of set in, it's like, oh, I get it. And I can't believe people are complaining about it because I feel like it was so well done. I mean, how else do you accomplish this? How else do you tell the story of what this man's hell is? And it's a personal hell. Yeah, and pe- uh, lo- the biggest complaint that I've He's read, been in hell the whole time. Yeah, people are it's thinking... quite the reveal. People are thinking they needed to fill time in the episode. I don't think that's no, the case. No, absolutely not. I think they made a very conscious decision to show you he has to live this over and over and over again. What's that concept album that we did a show on, on Nthcast? Um, During dystopia or yes. robots? Robots. Oh, it's fear. Fa- would that have been? No, not, uh, not fear factory dystopia. Yes. Hold on. Queens, right? Yes. That one. Operation mind crime. Operation mind crime. Over and over. Yes. It's an hour long hour-long album, concept yes. album. It's a minute of his life, and then it starts over and over and over, and he just relives the same hell over and over. Great point. So this this was like that. like Way to pull it into an episode that's no longer available. Well, we Unless could, you get on the mailing list. Yeah, if you get on the mailing list, you we'll, probably have access to we'll, it. We'll, we'll send that out. But it's you got to... <laughs> Just if they had shown the first one sped up again and over and over, I don't think it would have been as poignant or as powerful. No, I absolutely agree. Showing it real time and then speeding it up was perfect. It drove home the point. Yes. That, first of all, this scenario is quite tragic. Oh, yeah. It sure is. And he killed how many? 78 in the Civil War? Yeah, in one battle. In one battle. Yeah. So he's seen his share of things. But some woman made that desperado settle down yep. and gave him a daughter, Yep. which he both he loved them both. So he had found some semblance of peace and redemption in this crazy uh, world this crazy scenario that he, his past uh, didn't prevent him from finding some happiness. And that's awesome. Yeah. But these, that was ripped from him in a very horrible, horrifying way. Mainly because he made the decision. Exactly. To do the right thing. Every decision he made led to consequences that he didn't want, but every decision he made was the right one. He did the right thing every time. To collateral damage, unintended consequences, and that was his lot. Yep. I mean, because you think... It's really quite tragic. It, it, <laughs> the first the first scene, he looks gets his coat out of the closet and looks at his gun and leaves it. If he'd have brought that gun... Different. 
story. Different story. Because we know he's deft at handling yeah. that gun or yeah. guns. But he decided not to take it yeah. because maybe because he settled down. Yeah. I don't need he to found go. him a woman. Mm-hmm. He's got him a little daughter. Nope. I don't... Oh, God, the carnage. <laughs> Fucking carnage in <laughs> just, that saloon. You can't even see the damn floor. No. It's just bodies. It, and so it's just... It's an utter tragedy, and that is what they're trying to convey, is that this man has to relive his series of increasingly poor decisions. Now, they weren't poor at the time. They were the correct decisions. But he just didn't know. They led to... Uh, bad consequences. Yes. And so he had to relive that over and over for eternity. Yeah. He's been living the same four or five days over and over, over. And over. I mean, at least he gets Could a little, you, little bit of vengeance at the end and retribution, but it's hollow. Absolutely. And I think that's another point that they're trying to make. Like, cool, you made, you, you got revenge for your actions and, doesn't change what happened and doesn't make up for the loss that you have experienced in your life. So cool. We're going to start it over again. You're going to do the same thing and get this hollow vengeance over and over and over. And at the end of it, it just starts over. Yeah. And you go through the same thing. And how do you keep from going insane? Yeah. I, I don't think you do. Because it's you do the same, you're forced to do the same thing or relive it, yeah. and the outcome never, ever, ever changes. Yeah. Because yeah, because he, he keeps making the same decisions. Now, Fior DeBlanc make it down, making him an offer. Yep, stepping over bodies. He is the other option. Yeah. Because it's clear that Genesis, again, departure from the comic book, Genesis does not want to part from Jesse. Nope. It likes his host. So they're going to have to kill Jesse. Yep. Because there's the only way they can separate him. Now, they say, we got a job for you. What job? Well, DeBlanc gets one to the face. Yeah, because he's trying to be assy. Come with us and we'll tell you. And Fiora was scared. Why would he not be? Well, but if you're an angel and you regenerate, why would death scare you? Okay. So that leads me to the speculation that is the Saint of Killers already assumed the mantle of the angel of death? Yeah. I would think so, because Fjord and DeBlanc are certainly not able to bestow upon him that rank. But then it'd be interesting if he's caught in hell, I guess, well, the the way that it goes is that he would be in Boot Hill. Yeah. Which is once God needed somebody killing, he'd come get you. Yeah. And you go do his bidding and then you get put back in. Kind of like the Winter Soldier in that regard. Yeah. Go do the job. Mission report. Yes. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Mission report. Uh, so... You know, I don't know if that's the case yet. Because if that's it, true, it's not clear. Then old DeBlanc is is Dunskis. Right, because the Saint of Killers, as the Angel of Death, his guns well, first of all, the Angel of Death is immortal. Yes. Nothing can hurt him. No. And his guns are supernatural, meaning once you get shot with his gun, you're dead forever. Right. Even angels, Angel, demon, don't matter. Don't matter. Done. Yeah. So 
Fiora's response leads me to believe or leads me to think potentially that DeBlanc is done. Yeah. And that would be that would be sad. Extreme and sad. I would not like that. But I think a lot of people aren't without knowledge of the books, but do have knowledge of the series and seeing them regenerate may not really be taking it all that serious as yeah. if to say, it, don't worry about it. He's going to be back. Sure, sure. But I would caution you, why would Fiora be scared? Never yeah. shown any inkling of being frightful about anything up until this point. Right. Because if you're going to come right back, who gives a shit if you shoot me? I'll, uh, come on, I'll, I'll talk again. We'll talk in a minute. But, but then even if, if that's not the case, if you didn't tremble while in the presence of the angel of death, then maybe you're a badass. <laughs> so, well, or foolish. <laughs> or, or just dumb. Yeah, if you're not afraid of death, you know, I think that's something, I don't know, fear is the I mean, word. Keanu Reeves m- met death in uh, Bogus Journey. He sure did. So, sure I mean, did. if we're going to bring this full circle. Why would we, why would we not? <laughs> Keanu Reeves is the completion of the circle. Ah. <sighs> He just needs a bit part in this series. Whoa. That would be awesome. <laughs> he could be a magician in a trench coat that smokes a lot. Right. There is no spoon. If he says that, mm, lose my shit. So they end the episode with them burying the body. Because if if you were my friend and you just killed the mayor, what would you what would you help me do? Well, I'd help you bury help the body. Bury well, then the that's body. what I'm going to do. Well, why don't we do that then? So let's just bury him with the animals on top of the pine box where you kept all the parts of the angels. And while we're in there, go ahead and get me an angel hand. Yeah, I mean, two birds. Two birds with one stone. Yeah. I really think that what's going to happen is, as we theorize that DeBlanc, well, we we have a good indication that DeBlanc is from hell. Yes. He could be a fallen angel. He could be. He could be. Uh, which I think a fallen angel is no longer classified as an angel. Although the technical term has the word angel in it, you're technically not an angel. But I think, I think what's going to happen is what we're going to find out. This is what I believe mm-hmm. is that Fior and DeBlanc uh, have known each other for a really, really, really long time mm-hmm. and best mates, best mates as yes. it were. Mm-hmm. I think DeBlanc is going to somehow got caught up with the wrong crowd and oh, got no. ca- and got cast out with everyone else, even though he probably shouldn't have been. And DeBlanc and Fiora just doesn't want to leave him. Like, we're still friends. We can still hang out because we're bros. And the only way they've been able to get back together is because they took the assignment of watching Genesis. Right, and they'd want someone from each side watching Genesis. Kind of even it out. Well, and also so that they could protect because if either side found out about genesis it's they would like, try to take them and use them for their own benefit. exactly it's like when you have inter uh investigations where you want to have a representative from your team to make sure your best interests are being it's, you want to have a, a representative like you want a man have, from uncle yes yes interpol yeah. and the french government yeah they want to make sure that we're going to do a joint investigation, but we've got to put you two together because we've got to make sure interest from both sides are satisfied. Are satisfied yeah. And we're not, yeah, exactly. So I, that's what I believe. 
And I'm with who that. knows? Who knows? I don't know how that's going to play out. Well, what are they going to do now that DeBlanc is maybe gone forever? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Well, we don't know that for sure, but yeah, it's true. possible. It's definitely possible yeah. that I, he will not be able to regenerate. Which would be because sad because I feel like the Angels, I, I like the little comedy that they've added to the show. No, I think absolutely. it's been a nice um, mix-up for them. Absolutely. And there's so much more debauchery that they can uh, indulge in the longer they stay on this. You're always ready to go. <laughs> he, he was like, well, that's what it takes. If that's what it takes, uh, 20 minutes, that's easy. Everybody knew that guy. Everybody knew that guy in sure. high school. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that guy now. Oh, yeah. well, fuck you. Which one? Right. Well, what nobody else will? Eh, whatever. Right. Somebody's got to. Be like, oh, really? Oh, I'll yeah. take one for the team. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's only got to be 20 minutes? Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. I do the fuck a stomp. <laughs> What do I need to do? Done. What do you want me to put my dick in? Got it. <laughs> Done skis. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. So penultimate episode. I thought I, it was strong. I, 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 I thought it was a strong ap- episode as well. The church is going to blow up next week. Jesse's going to denounce God. Um, there's a lot of I shit. Think, that I think. Has a, I think. Uh, I think there's probably some other characters on the chop. I wouldn't be surprised if Donnie doesn't make it the end through to next season. I'd be okay with Donnie. Not yeah, yeah. It. I think Odin probably is going to bite it here before too much. I think a lot of people are going to die. We've got to see the meat doll. We have to see the meat doll. You know, I would be okay if, if he's not scrunking it. That if he's at least bowing down to it and, and and praying to it, or or it's as an altar, I just want to see it. This ginormous me. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't need to see him doing anything foul to it. Yeah. But just the fact that the meat doll needs to exist, it has to be there. Y'all need to get in here with uh, some more hamburger. Yeah. This don't feel right. Right. Um, uh, I t- I told you uh, that finely ground. Yeah. I don't need this uh, uh, chili meat. Right. You're using the wrong plate. And I said, this portion needs to be 80-20 right here because it needs to be a lot of fat for me to slide in and out. Man, if it's that uh, 94-6, you know, that real low fat stuff. shit is dry as a bone. Ooh, it's dry in a bucket of sand. You're going to have to get some Astro Glide. Ooh, yeesh. Yowza. KY isn't hers. (laughs) Ooh, mix a little bit of pork fat with that. No. Woo! Well, I guess pork is probably fine. Maybe. It's probably fine. Quite literal. Squeal. Like We're taking this quite literal now. Squeal like a pig. <laughs> well, hopefully you found us disgusting enough for this episode. Because <laughs> we really were trying. And uh, if not, there's always next week. It's true. For uh, the season finale. <laughs> and then we'll be done with this preacher talk. Now, I, I want to uh, I want to talk to you guys for just a second. I, I oh, want to tell you how much I appreciate you sticking with us because I know... You know, we can look at the numbers and see that they've been down a little bit, but uh, I think a lot of that has to do with what we've been talking about. There's just not yeah. a lot of hype around the Preacher series yet. Yet. Okay. So if you're listening to this, and I know that you are, and I appreciate you, yes. you're what I call the true believer. You're what I call the uh, the cream of the crop. <laughs> you, you're, you're the best of what we got, and I just want you to, wanted you to know how much I appreciate that. Absolutely. People that stuck with us through everything that we cover on this show. Because come uh, late August, oh, there's going to be so much more riffraff. Oh my so goodness. much more riffraff listening. 
But we know you you guys are our true fans. Yeah. And uh we appreciate you. And we so, sure do. Hey, so because you're a true fan, make sure you get on our uh, mailing list. Go to the website, nthcast.com. When you first get on there, there's a little box that says something about uh, subscribe to get uh, access to uh, exclusive content or something yeah. to that effect. Pop your email address in there, hit subscribe, and we're going to holler at you here shortly with some uh, information uh, regarding the monthly Enthcast show. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a good way for you to just uh, hit reply on that and uh, let us know what kind of topic yeah. uh, you'd like for us to talk about. Um, that's going to be coming up here real soon because it's almost August. Yeah. So. We promise it won't be spam or anything that you don't want in your inbox. It'll all be information that you care about and general nerdy stuff that you will find interesting. So, yeah, yeah just and, go into it. Unless you like spam, which you shouldn't because that's disgusting. What, uh, have you ever had a fried egg and spam sandwich? No. You know why? Because I don't like eating lips and assholes. Why? Well, you doing? I'm not... not from a can. Okay, well. So. Mm, you, sometimes you got to take it out. You get it. On that note. <laughs> don't forget. To fight the dead. But fear the nth cast. Mm-hmm.